Tonight's episode of Bang the Book brought to you by Bong City. Thinking of throwing in the towel, tired of your south side mansion, all that running water, heat, shelter. Well, get your dog to the bong and come on down to Bong City. Enter code Chitty Chitty Bong Bong for six and a half percent off your third night when the bills cover. Bong City, where low society comes to live the high life. We are coming at you live from JGI Studios. This is Bang the Book, a time of reckoning. I am the professor coming at you with Kanto the Greek, the red hot Kanto the Greek, coming off a 9-1-1 playoff heater. Kanto, how are we feeling on this glorious Thursday evening? Uh, we're feeling the same way we felt the last four weeks, man. It's 9-1-1, uh, but what do you expect? You get, you're getting just straight talk from Kanto the Greek. I mean, it's pretty impressive stuff, really. I mean, I'm not surprised. I know you are, and it's you know a little shocking for some of our friends. Shocked, yes. Yeah, but well, you shouldn't be. 9-1-1 one one. Is, is fucking take it to the bank, chitty chitty bang bang type of playoffs. And it's just it's what I've been known to do now in the NFL. I just deliver great, great picks. And, you know, if you rode my picks, you're doing really, really well. And you're getting your, you're getting your wife or your significant other something nice this Valentine's Day on the 9-1-1 Conto locks, you know. And type of things. That's why I put the chitty chitty bang bang guarantee behind it. So you got to love it, man. You got to love it. I love it. It was good for me. It should have been good for you. You know, if you're, you're like some of our friends, maybe, and you, you, you try to hedge me, you go against me, you try to fade me, you got fucked. And you know what you're getting for, you know what you're getting for Valentine's Day? Nothing. And I'm getting everything. So that's how I feel about it. That's how I feel tonight. Yeah, the, pub, the public does love to fade Kanto the Greek. And in this case, it's been good for the book. So we do appreciate your services in that <laughs> regard. Now, your boy, Tom Brady was at the parade yesterday, got off that boat looking like uh, you after the 2018 RFL party. How do you feel about your boy getting bombed during the day on a Wednesday victory parade? Getting bombed? I mean, that's fantastic. He deserves it. I was, my, you know, my wife, she, she pulls up the video on TMZ or whatever it shows me. She says, look at Tom. He's getting bombed. I'm like, I'd be getting bombed too if I was seven Super Bowls deep. I mean, if you – you know, I, I got bombed on a random Saturday night at an RFL party where I got so blitzed and faded that I don't remember coming, taking the 45-minute drive home in the back of uh, Monopoly Money P's car, only to be let out of my cul-de-sac to smoke the last cigarette of the night that probably ended up burning my sh- a hole in my shirt. But I woke up <laughs> shortly after uh, in some bushes, prickly bushes of that, on the side of uh, my house. This was next to my old you know, friend's house, Carter's house, where uh, I used to be accused of huffing Freon, but that is another story for another time. That's not true. Freon Sanders. Yes, yes. I woke up and uh, it's probably zero fucking degrees outside. And I stumble my way through the garage door, up the stairs, up the second set of stairs into the house. Uh, I lay next to my beautiful wife, Kanto mom, and I wake up the next day and I can trail my, trace my blood back to the outside as I've seen Blood on the door into the garage, blood on my wife's car, blood on the next door into the house, and then blood up the stairway. All I, all I consider that is a damn good night. And, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. And I think Tommy had a lot of fun. And I'd love to fucking party with that guy one day. Now, Kanto, oh. tell our listeners, how, how long were you hibernating in those boxwood bushes, approximately? <laughs> Don't know. Could have died. Should have died. Shouldn't be here talking to you. But, uh, you know, I mean, I would say a good 45 minutes at least. Um, it was cold, dude. It was, I woke up and 
it was uh, very, very cold and very, very dark and very, very early in the morning. And it was, I mean, it was, it was a crazy night, man. I was doing keg stands. I was, I was ripping lung darts and heaters. I was drinking bourbon. I mean, I was celebrating like I won the RFL championship. And uh, I don't think I made the playoffs that year. But uh, it, was, it was a good time. And that's, I think that's the last time we had one of those. So I'd love some, to do it Some again. say that's the last, the last great RFL party. Hopefully, we've got some, some better times ahead. But, hey, I'm, I'm glad you made it through. I'm, I'm glad you're still with us to be here on, uh, on Bang the Book. Yes, sir. So, look, the big game last Sunday, we all know what happened. We all know Tommy V came through. Is that more a story of the Kansas City Chiefs choking or Tampa Bay just dominating every facet of the game? You know, I don't think it's Kansas City choking if you actually knew that, you know, Tampa was going to win. I mean, I think Tom dominated that game. It was kind of – it was surprising how poorly – Kansas City did they didn't score a touchdown I mean but if you look at their quarterback and the way he made some of those throws and the drops that were in the touchdown it was fucking mind-blowing that you know they didn't score some of those I mean he's the such such a good quarterback Patty right but you know I think I think I think Brady's dominance and the fact of the matter and the and the best part about that entire I think that entire night was on the stand when he took the Super Bowl and and, and the Super Bowl trophy and Tom's like he doesn't even let the question be asked if he's retiring. He just looks at him and he goes, you know, I'll be back next year. And that was it. And there was no other question about, is he retiring? If, so, so his dominance in that game just proved that he's 43 years old. He'll be able to do it again at 44. I mean, that's a bet I'm willing to take. Like, are you willing to take that bet that Tampa Bay is going to be there next year? Absolutely. I don't know if Kansas City will be there because, you know, at the end of the day, they got to pay some people. They got to. You know, Pat, Pat Mahomes makes a whole lot of money, and there could be potentially you might just start to see Kansas City fade because they can't keep that team forever when you pay your quarterback $40 million a year. Like Tommy yeah. only makes well, like 25 Tommy, people in Tampa are talking about taking pay cuts to continue to pay, play with Tommy. That, I mean, that's the type of shit that real – that's how you get seven rings. That's how you get eight. That's the type of man you want in your squad. You know, I'm a huge Cowboy fan. Dak Prescott wants $40 million. He wants $40 million, but he's never going to win the Super Bowl. Tommy says, I don't need fucking 40 Give me 20 and eight rings, and I'm with that. You know what I mean? I'm game like I that. Do. I'm down for well, that. Well, Kansas so, City's got one, probably one year left in the run before they got to tear the whole thing down and start from scratch. They are the odds-on favorite to win, to win next year. Tampa Bay is number two. But I think they do have – they do probably have one good, good run left in the tank. Let me ask this question. Were you surprised by that game? Yes, I was. I mean, I, 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 ha- I was riding the bucks, but I had the three. I didn't, I didn't play the money line. I wasn't – I mean, to me, to me, there was value in taking the dog, but I didn't see it going the way it did. Yeah, and a lot of people early on were saying, hey, you know, look at the refs. They're giving it to Tommy. They're giving it to Tommy. And sure. all you heard, you heard that from people that, that bet against Tommy. But what do you not do, Jeff? What do you not do? One, you don't bet against Tom Brady. Two, you don't, you don't bet against Aaron Rodgers. When Tommy and Aaron are playing, you ride Tommy. Yes, we've learned this. 9-1-1, let's go. Let's if it is your first time listening to, to the pod, that's all you really need to know. Uh, after six hours of listening to us babble on about football and gambling. Now, look, let's switch gears here, talk a little bit about uh, Mark Cuban and the national anthem controversy. Now, look, 
he's always been Mark Cuban has always been kind of a, a maverick type guy. He's always done his own thing. He's a billionaire by the age of 41. He's a tech entrepreneur. To me, this is less an issue of patriotism and it's more an issue of, of Mark Cuban knowing his brand, knowing he's always kind of been an outsider and just wanting the controversy because at the end of the day, the controversy is, is good for for him and good for his basketball team. Right. Right. I mean, I you know, I don't I don't I don't think he deserves the he doesn't he shouldn't get the right to stop playing it. You know, I don't think I don't think that should be his choice. I think that should be the choice of the league. And if he's not going to do it, then everybody should not do it. I mean, I'm a big believer that it needs to be played. I mean, we're in America. This is what we do. We we play the national anthem before baseball games, before football games, before basketball games. If I'm not going to have the argument of should you be able to take a knee or or sit it out or disrespect it in that way, that's up to you. But I mean, in my in my you can't stop playing it. And, you know, it proved the fact was proven when they played it. I think last night and people cheered because that's what they want. It's supposed to be there. And Cuban is wrong for doing it. And, you know, we're in the United States of America and that's what you need to do. And guess what? If you don't want to stand, you don't have to, we've already cleared that up. That issue's dead. So Cuban trying to get in the news by stopping it, that's just a fucking play. And I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Cuban to begin with, um, you know, but at the end of the day, like he said, you know, I guess he can do what he wants to do until, you know, they made him do it. They made him change it, and the public made him change it. So he's back to letting it play Well, the again, thing so. is, the thing is, up until 1996, the Mavericks were playing God Bless America before all of their games. So it's not like they have the storied history of playing the national anthem before every single basketball game. Uh, and, and I know that Mark Cuban took a lot of heat from the l- lieutenant governor of Texas for, for that, and the lieutenant governor of Texas saying that, he wanted to bring in some real patriots to, to, to run the Dallas Mavericks franchise. But to, to me, it's just a lot of – it's a lot of – much ado about nothing, so to speak. Well, so, right, but you could get away with that shit in California, but you can't get away with it in Texas. You know? I mean, well, it's a good te- point. Texas is well, – I mean, it's Texas, right? Texas is a red state. They believe in what they believe in, and they're proud of who they are. And, you know, I don't think you can get away with that silly shit in, in Texas. They don't want you to. And in California, sure. You know, right. you know, you're right. eating granola and you're, you know, you're living <laughs> off the land. So, I mean, but in Texas, you know, it's about it's about guns in America. You know what I mean? And that's what they do. And it's, everything's bigger. And Cuban should know that Cuban should know where he is and understand that. But you know what he did? He put himself in the headline. And I guess that played out well for him, too. So, well, let me ask you this. If we can circle back to the Super Bowl, we talked briefly about this, perhaps, being near the end for Kansas City. Is this the the first nail in the coffin for Kansas City? Is this the beginning of the end for the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah. I mean I, I yes. Not not like they fall off the map next year, but I'm sure you could figure out a drop drop some stat. But the Super Bowl hangover is pretty real and people that finish second um in the Super Bowl, they, I think there's some alarm there's some pretty stat out there about if they make the playoffs the next year, it's, it's pretty high that they don't. I don't think they're in that bucket because they're a pretty damn good franchise but or team. But at the fact of the matter is you got to pay people. And they got a lot of great people on their team, and they're going to have to pay them. And, you know, when people win Super Bowls, that's when they get picked apart. And I just – I don't know if Pat Mahomes will be able to make the kind of runs that Tom made, right? So, like, yes, they're going to be – there's going to be a decline. But I'd say they're not going to win another one the next – two to three years. No, because you'd be crazy to bet against that. But 
I don't see them being as dominant. I mean, you still have Baltimore and Lamar, who's going to figure it out eventually and make a run. The Bills look really, really good in the AFC. They're going to get better and can make a run. Like, it's only going to get tougher for Kansas City to make it to the Super Bowl. It's not easy to get there. And Pat Mahomes has been fortunate enough to been there, you know, twice in the last three years, and he's super young. But, like, come on. Tom Brady's the only person that can say he's been to as many Super Bowls as he's been there, and Pat Mahomes just ain't Tom Brady. So, yeah, it's the beginning of a decline. We'll see what happens if Patty restructures or whatever might happen. But Kelsey's not going to be there. They can't pay Kelsey and pay everybody, and it, it just doesn't happen that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, to me – to me, this is the demise of the Chiefs tells us much about the nature of the human experience. KC was riding high, 14-2 and two record, back-to-back AFC champs, squeaky clean quarterback, Hall of Fame coach, destined for, you know, dynasty status. And then they weren't. You know, it's the guy with a great job, great wife and family, comes home from work early one Tuesday afternoon, finds his wife in bed with his son's soccer coach. Jesus. Things change in life, often quickly. On the flip side, you've got a franchise in Tampa Bay who hadn't been to the playoffs since 2007. 17-31 record over the last three years. Nothing going right. Franchise in shambles. Then it wasn't. That is the guy who went to the bar on a Friday night sad as shit, pumped down a handful of vodka sodas, trying to drown his sorrows, and ended up meeting his future wife. Life happens quick. (laughs) It's not that we love to see great players fail or great teams get trounced. It's that we like to be reminded from time to time that our lives can change at the drop of a dime, often before we're even aware that the times were so good or so bad. It reminds us that we're all just along for the ride. Dude, uh, yeah, so super true. I mean, I was just thinking about that my son's soccer coach is a really, like, fit young guy. That makes me a little uncomfortable now. So I got to rethink some of that stuff. And then on the flip side, you know, it also makes me think about, you know, when you talk about, you know, Tampa Bay being bad and then adding somebody in, like, you think about it, this is just comparable speaking, like how many people want to get Deshaun Watson, but nobody really wanted Brady, and all they did in Tampa was change Brady, and Brady's the leader that took him to the Super Bowl. Like one person can do so much, and you know, but we fall in love with the younger person, you know what I mean, sometimes. So like, I don't know, that was, that was, that was a pretty good, pretty good sesh right there you're talking about. But I am a little worried now about my son's soccer coach and my wife, and I'm going to have to unpack that a little bit. So I'm going to go get a drink. And figure that out because I don't feel comfortable anymore. All right, that's fair. That's fine. What are you sipping on tonight? Uh, you know, I'm 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 st- still on that Buffalo Trace right now. Um, you know, I'm, I got that Bel Air rich money right now. Drinking that Buffalo Trace. You know. Okay. <laughs> what okay. are you sipping on? I'm sipping on water right now, man. It's living living the uh, living the good life, straight and narrow. You've been straight and narrow for how long? Well, I will tell you this. I got a pretty good story. Last Friday, Friday afternoons, I like to go over to Bird Park, do about a four, four and a half mile run, then come back to my car, cruise on home. So last Friday, I do that. I go over to Bird Park. I knock out about, uh, about five miles. I get back to my car, and there's a guy 
uh, parked in front of me. And this guy, he's probably 65, 68 years old. He's sitting there in a lawn chair just drinking beers. On a, It was a pretty nice afternoon. It was probably 50 degrees or so. So I started chatting this guy up. You know, I, I said, yeah, man, you got the right idea. It's a nice day. He says, you know, as a matter of fact, I've got an extra lawn chair and I've got a, a six pack of beer. You want to drink, the, you know, drink a beer with me? So I said, sure, man. So I sit down there and we drink two natural ices. Ooh. Billy Tomlinson would be proud. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I fell off the 2021 wagon. Uh, well, I mean, that's a pretty good way to fall off of it. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, you probably got some good stories out of that guy. Maybe had some good conversation. I mean, life puts you in the situation and puts you in those moments for a reason. I mean, I, I like it. A natural ice, you know, a lawn chair and, and a good, and, a, and someone giving you some good conversation. I mean, the guy probably, you guys probably talk sports, watching people run around. Like, what'd you do? Yeah. I mean, this, me and this guy were talking about, he, I got a great story. He was telling me about, you know, growing up, growing up in Richmond and back in 1976, getting a, getting a steak dinner for $3 at the bamboo cafe in the fan. Wow. Amazing. How- <laughs> I mean, that's, that's fantastic. I mean, that's very, I mean, I, I would eat steak every night. Yeah. I mean, obviously those days are, are long, long gone, gone but yeah. still, you know, it's, it's still let, let me ask you this question. Was he wearing a baseball cap? He, it's funny. He was wearing uh, he was wearing a bandana around his head like he'd just come from a, a Grateful Dead show. Pre, uh, did you dive into this? Was he a vet or not? He was not a vet. OK, well, that I don't think he was a vet. He didn't seem like the military type. OK, maybe just uh, maybe just a little bit older of a of a of a rocker or a hippie or something like that? Well, could be, could be, could be Steve. Okay, good. I mean, it's a good, so look, st- we, we've kind of entered, we've kind of entered <laughs> the doldrums here <laughs> in terms of, of, of February in terms of, you know, where we go from here. Uh, there's Super Bowl's over and you got Daytona coming up on Sunday. I believe March Madness doesn't start for a couple more weeks. So we're, in the doldrums, we've kind of got to branch out a little bit here. So what we're going to do is we're going to delve into some some new fields here. We're going to bring on the head developer and bang the book sponsor from Barnhart Construction, a man popularly known as the Lost Gambler. So Lost Gambler, welcome to the show. I got to ask you, though, from the jump, why do they call you the Lost Gambler? Jeff. Kanto, thank you for having me. So the Lost Gambler. So this was a, a moniker, I believe, originated by the Greek himself. Correct. Um, and I guess the best way to explain this is, you know, you know, gambling gives me the feeling where I don't know which hey, way. Hey, shut your mouth, baby. Nobody <laughs> cares about your vertigo. <laughs> Oh, okay. Hey guys, what are we doing here? Hey, it's past my bedtime. I love the show. Big fan, baby. I subscribed to johnsjellies.com. I love Gruden, baby. Ever since he took the Buccaneers to the Super Bowl. Dickie B, welcome. We, we apologize for keeping you up past your 9 o'clock bedtime. 
Uh, it's great to have you on the show, and, and I'm sure the Lost Gambler can, can live with you cutting them off, being that you are a, a legend in, in, in that sense. Now, being a resident of Tampa and a huge Bucks fan, what does this, this, this uh, Super Bowl mean for the franchise? Hey, it's awesome, baby. You know I like the Rays. Hey, we had a tough loss to the Dodgers. That's what $108 million will get you, baby. But when the Lightning won, I knew we had something going on in Tampa. And Big Dick Brady, I knew he'd win, baby. <laughs> Big Dick Brady, is that the same as uh, Tommy hey, Two Dicks? I don't know Tommy Two Dicks. I know Big Dick Brady. <laughs> hey, hey, Dick, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Uh, our boys out in Las Vegas have the Bucks as the second odds-on favorite to win Super Bowl 56. What's going to stop them? Hey, Lorraine, I need another, I need another, oops, I crab my pants. I crab my pants like the Knights of Dandies. Oh, Professor, sorry. Nothing, baby. Big balls, Bruce Arian. He's bringing the boys back. We're going to take it all again, baby. I like the 49ers in the NFC Championship. Not the stinky Cowboys. They stink worse than my diaper dandy, baby. Whoa, 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 whoa. The boys are looking good for next year, baby. Don't you, don't you come at that. Hey, Kanto, why hey, was, hey, it, Dick, di- why was it little Dick Dak Prescott in the Cowboys hype video? <laughs> hey, Dick, do you have any, any advice for uh, the lost gambler who hasn't won a, a bet in uh, going on three years now? <laughs> he needs some prevention, baby. He's, he can't remember anything. That's fair. That's fair. Now, now, Dick, one more question before we let you get to bed here. I know it's past your bedtime. Uh, it's a down year for the Blue Bloods in college basketball, Duke, UNC, Michigan State, Kentucky, all of them very stinky. Is this a good thing for college basketball? Hey, Coach K, Coach, Coach Calipari, Mike is all of those guys. They're stinky, baby. I think this is great for college basketball. I think when they give the little guys a shot to make it to the big dance, baby. I like those Virginia Tech Hokies. Coach Mike Young's got the voice coach up good in Blacksburg. Hey, hey, Professor, you know why they call me? Uh, hey, I want to I wanna give you a special offer to the Bank of Book listeners. Jimmy V Week, my good buddy Jimmy V. Whoever bids the most money, it's me, Brady. Gronk, we're going to the Rays home opener in the booth in April, baby. Love it, Dick. Love it, man. Well, listen, Dick, thanks for coming on the show. And uh, we'll talk to you sooner or later. And uh, say hello to your hey, wife. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. I'll tell Lorraine that. And, hey, speaking of Jimmy V, you know why they call me Dickie V? I got five dicks, baby. You don't believe me? Ask the Kato, mom. <laughs> Have a good night, boys. <laughs> Why? I got a couple. This is a lot for me to unpack. Why? Why is he always yelling? I don't understand. And this is like the six weeks someone's talked about my wife. You're I, gonna you're gonna have to ask Kanto mom while he's always yelling. Yes, I mean him and Gruden and everybody. They love and Trump. They all love my wife. 
Now I'm worried Trump about the especially. now I'm worried about my my son's soccer coach because of your your monologue earlier. This is fun. Uh, you got you gotta love Dickie V. You gotta love Dickie V be there. That was good. That was good. Yeah, and, good and, and you know, Dickie V is trying to get the lost gambler back on his way. The lost gambler has has been far more successful in real estate. Now, LG, uh, we know the the Richmond real estate market is really popping right now, rapidly gentrifying. Uh, is there any areas you can predict that are going to pop in in years to come? Or, you know, are we pre-bubbled in, in any neighborhoods around Richmond? Sure, Jeff. Um, am I going to get interrupted by anybody at this point? There's no telling. This is a free-for-all show. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, yeah. Um, so there's a couple of neighborhoods on my buy list. Um, I'll start in the, in the north side of Richmond. I'm looking in Highland Park. Now, this is going to be north of Battery Park, south of Laburnum Ave. Over just south of the uh, Richmond International Raceway, you're going to get a lot of value there. Uh, I got two more. We're going to head down south. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Blackwell. Now, this is going to be east of the highway formerly known as Jeff Davis Highway, west of Commerce, south of Hall Street. A lot of value. Get in now. Lastly, I'm going with um, it's a neighborhood Swansboro. Swansboro is, is is going to be east of the highway, formerly known as Jeff Davis Highway. Um, another another undervalued neighborhood. I'm seeing a lot of new construction. Um, get it now. <laughs> now, Lost Gambler of those three neighborhoods: Highland Park, Blackwell, and Swansboro. One in the north side, two in the south side. Which of those is your uh, your lost gambler locked to locked to bang in ten years? Um, yeah, good question, Jeff. So I'm I'm heavy on Blackwell. Um, I mean, this is just a neighborhood uh, that is that is just south of Manchester, which has seen some explosive growth over the last couple of years. Um, some of your listeners may know about the proposed casino project. Now, this is going to be on Commerce Ave, um, supposed to bring a lot of jobs and a lot of degenerate gamblers to the area. Um, good things are on the horizon. I love it. Love it. So you're saying, so you're, you're, you're informing our listeners to live close to a casino. Absolutely. How'd that work out for Atlantic City? No, in all seriousness, um, <laughs> not well. <laughs> Not well at all. Not well. This is why you're lost. You don't (laughs) – I just want to help you with something here. I know real estate's your game, but I don't want to live by the degenerates. I want to live away from them. So, Conzo, you are a degenerate. Correct, but I don't want to be around them all the time. I don't want their – your family feels. I don't want them panhandling in my street corner. I want I, I don't I want I don't I want to be protected. I want to be gated. I want to be secluded. I want to gamble and realize that I can get away with it. That that's 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 what I want to do. I I, I appreciate your advice, the lost gambler, but you you remain lost. Blackwell is going to the moon. <laughs> to the moon. Hold the line. Hold now, the lost line. Gambler, okay. Explain uh, to us. Explain to us, <laughs> listeners, us uh, Joe Schmoes at home. Your, your business model with uh, Barnhart Construction, a company that's had a lot of success in uh, the last decade. So much success. Um, first, I, I, 
the name of the company is actually Barn Star Construction. <laughs> Barn Hard, Barn Star, who gives a shit? <laughs> as far the... as a business model goes, um, I don't know if we necessarily have one. Now, we, we have a business. I, I need a model. Is there anybody you can think of that would that could help us out at Barn Star Construction? N- not a soul. Not a soul. <laughs> now, I will, I will tell our listeners out there that uh, the Lost Gambler has managed to not hold a steady nine to five job in better part of twen- 12 years. So he's done well with this, uh, with this construction company. But in terms of the business model, I think maybe you're saying that is your business model, that there is none. Uh, no, no. In, in, we're just looking for opportunities, you know, in the real estate, uh, in the, in the real estate world. Now that can look a lot like a lot of different things. Um, but, uh, you know, right now is a great time to buy. I think we will continue to see a lot of appreciation in Richmond as people start to leave the larger cities in the Northeast, um, and head South, uh, to more affordable, uh, localities. I mean, Richmond is one of these boutique markets that's going to bring in a lot of investment from the larger cities. And I'm talking money from San Francisco, New York, Chicago. It's already happening. Um, honestly, it is a great time to buy all jokes about the casino that, side. All right. One last question to get you on out of here, Lost Gambler. Will your beloved Buffalo Bills win a Super Bowl in your lifetime? Short answer Yes, I wouldn't put money on it, um, but I, I love what Sean McDermott is, do- Sean McDermott is doing, um, Brian Dable, the rest of the front office, uh, obviously super high on Josh Allen. If we can get our running game, you know, buttoned down a little bit, um, you know, I know we'll be there competing at a very high level for a long time. Love it. Love it. Lost Gambler, thanks for coming on the show. We'll bring you on. <laughs> In a, in a decade, <laughs> talk about the development of Blackwell. You can laugh at constant Greek when you're sitting on a pile of straight cash. Take care. Hey, I you. just want to Take care, add man. something real quick. I do agree with the lost gambler. I think that the money is moving away from the big cities as you can work more remotely and you don't have to be tied to the major city in order to get that, that job. I do, I do think that if we're, cra- we're crazy to think that these companies in New York – and San Francisco and places like that won't correct the market in their pay when they realize they could potentially pay someone sitting in Idaho the same amount that they pay somebody sitting in San Francisco and they can cut their over they can cut their payroll down in half. I think that's the thing that people aren't banking on. But hey, what do I know? I just went nine one and one in the last four weeks. It's not a big deal. I'm not as smart as I look, but I am moving on. Look, I haven't gone nine, one, and one in college basketball, but we do come in two and one on the season. We took last week off to talk about the big game. I've got two plays for our listeners tonight, one of which is, is tipping off here in about 45 minutes or so. So it's imperative that you get to your book and bang the book late and hard tonight. The first play is UCLA at Washington State. We're going to play under 131 and a half. I'll tell you why, Kanto. UCLA plays slow. Like Kanto the Greek <laughs> running a 5K slow. They are ranked 288 out of 347 teams in terms of pace of play. Uh, you know who the slowest no team is? Idea. 
Thomas Jefferson's University of Virginia, the slowest paced team in college basketball. So here's the logic. UCLA is the favorite here. They're favored by four points. I don't give a shit who wins the game. But they should control the pace. And they want to go Kanto slow. I like it. Very, very slow. Sometimes they might not even shoot the ball. They might just take a shot clock violation and go down the other way and play defense. It's that slow. So the people out there, Joe Schmo on the street, for whatever reason, they're betting the over in this game. All right. It's been pushed up from 128 and a half to 131 and a half. So there is some added value in being able to get that inflated number at 131 and a half. UCLA really can't score on the road. They're averaging 59 points per game in their last three road games. And one of those took them overtime to get those points. So the play here is the under 131 in UCLA at Washington State. That's tipping off here at 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific. Play number two is tomorrow night. We've got an ACC affair. Georgia Tech coming in, catching four and a half at Clemson. The Ramblin' Wreck beat the brakes off of Clemson by 18 points several weeks ago in Atlanta. They've got a point guard, and this guy, Alvarado, he's got a two-to-one assist-to-turnover ratio. This right here is a numbers play. Take the four-and-a-half tomorrow night, crank a fire up, put on some Kenny G, and watch the Ramblin' Wreck take care of a little thing I like to call business. Those are the plays, Kanto. You know? Take them to the bank. <clears throat> put them. Put at least uh, – uh, half I'll tell you, I don't, I don't know a ton, and I told you guys this last week about college basketball, maybe two weeks ago, but I really like the way you sold the under on the UCLA game. I really, really like it, and uh, I'm almost itching to make a move on it. I like it. You sold it to me. I'm, I'm a fan of it. I think I, I don't know shit about it, but I feel like it's going to happen. I don't know. Well, I guess you got to ask yourself this. Are you prepared to stay up until no, 1 a.m. on a Thursday night? I told you this. I, we, we've talked about this. A lot of the, the, the majority of the, we have, of the we bets have. that I make, I don't even watch. That's astounding <laughs> to me. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, – it's not to me. It's, you know, the, the game gives me a rise, and if I'm in a bar and I want to watch it, like, I like doing it if I'm watching it. Like, I'll bet the game if I'm watching it. I know people do that, but a lot, it's all about me. It's, it's more about me being right. Like, I just want to be right. So I'll look at something. I'll put a bet yeah. on. And there's, there's probably, there's probably something healthy about your your modus operandi versus the way I do it. Some would probably say I have a problem. I bet on the games <laughs> so that I have to watch. It. Yeah. Now, now, Dr. Phil probably has a has a name for that. I'm not sure. I want to hear. We'll it, have but, to patch him you know, in down knows? the road, you know, and, and figure that out. He could probably give us an analysis on why I do what I do, what you do, what you do. That's, that's a good point. We'll have to bring them on here in the future. Now, if we look at college basketball, if we can crunch some numbers here, I'm looking at some data. I'm looking at some data since 2006. So we're looking at 15 years of data in college basketball. Thousands and thousands of games. Mountains of data, if you will. And we're looking at the spread. The most common final score lands between two and five points, with three being the most popular margin over the last 15 years or so. 
a little over 6% of games are decided by three mm-hmm. points. All right. So what we're talking about here is people and their propensity to want to buy. Right. We call it right. buying the hook, right. right? Buying a half point. People, people like to do that. And the numbers don't always suggest that you should buy the point because obviously you get a better number, but you're right. laying heavy but, but juice. Some people don't understand juice <laughs> like the lost gambler. So, you know, it makes sense. So why people do it. The lost gambler hates juice more than Senny to Ella. Dude, Red that Sox. is great point. You're right. It's true. And he always complains about the juice and Senny always complains about the Red Sox. Great analogy. I love it. Good, good, good work. So buying a half point in either direction to get you off of that three-point margin, so that would be three-and-a-half for a dog, two-and-a-half for a favorite, only gets you to avoid a push about five-and-a-half percent of the time, okay? So at this most common number of three, it does not make sense to buy the hook, okay? So we're talking about college basketball. Generally speaking, doesn't make sense to buy the hook. However... However, when you buy on a key number, when you buy the spread with a half point, like minus three and a half or plus three and a half, or to a hole, like minus three or to plus three, in these cases, instead of adding a win, right. you're, of course, avoiding a loss. Because if you have it at three and, it, and it's 75, 72, right. it's a push. So since you're avoiding a minus 110 loss there and replacing it with a push, you have to win an extra 4.17% of your wagers to be profitable. Based on our market research here at JGI, there are indeed some situations where it makes sense to buy onto the whole points. So for instance, so for instance, it makes the most sense to buy a half point when you're buying from 12 and a half to 13, from two and a half to three, from 10 and a half to 11, from 13 and a half to 14, and from four and a half to five. These are all going to net you a push over 5% of the time. So there are certain numbers in college basketball that you can look to where it is, statistically speaking, advantageous to buy to buy the hook. And I know you like buying the hook in, in football, Steve. I haven't seen you do it a whole lot in college basketball. To be honest with you, I don't even, I don't even know if you yeah, gamble. So I, 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 I'm a big fan of buying the hook. I'm more of the person that wants to make it a whole number versus a half number. Like, I believe if I'm sitting at three and a half, I'll take it up to four and take it down to three. I'm in a better place. I'd rather take a push than a loss. That's the way I think about it. So, uh, I mean, this numbers are, the numbers are good. I, I would be interested as, as it correlates maybe into the NFL because you're talking about threes and sevens and tens. You know, and fours and stuff like that. So, yes, I mean, yes. the numbers, the percentages are probably a little bit higher than 5% because basketball spreads are so much greater than football spreads. So I'd be interested to, to see how that plays out. But that's a, that's a pretty good, damn good analysis. I mean, I, I, I now read, you know, I, I think in, I'm thinking to myself, you know, the next time I make that decision, I need to, I need to take a look if it's really worth paying off because 5% of the time is, it's not a very big number, you know what I mean? And also laying 10% more too. So, I mean, I like right. it. It's good. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan of it. I'm a fan of it in football. I don't like sitting on that half point because I've been burned way too many times. Sure, sure. Have me all. Yeah, so the long story short, you know, with, without getting into the minutia of the numbers there, is that if you're going to buy points in college basketball, 
then buy those points on the dog rather than the favorite, which I think dogs are overall just kind of a more fun play in college basketball. There's a lot of things that can happen. You know, we know about home court advantage not being as strong without any, you know, the student body being at these games. But still, it's a different sight line for shooters. It's a different floor. Things are different. So I think there still is some value there in the home court advantage in college basketball. But I'm pretty pumped, man. Steve, let me tell you this. I was talking to the Lost Gambler a little bit earlier tonight about putting together a, a bracket, a pool for March Madness. What is the maximum amount you would put put in for a March like Madness? In terms bracket? of like put paying for a bracket? Correct. I mean, I think it would all depend on how many people, but I, I would throw fifty to a hundred bucks on it for sure. I like that. I mean, I think I think fifty is a fair number. You get you get up towards a hundred. You got to be well. I'm just rich. saying it all depends so, on how many people, right? I, I, I would so, do it. I mean, think about it. Hundred bucks gets you three weeks of entertainment. Where else well, are you going to get? I'll put it to you this way: three weeks if of you're entertainment. Telling me it's ten people in, and none of them are the lost gambler. I'll put a thousand dollars in. So it it all depends love, on who I'm playing. With. Now, if I'm if I'm going against some people that know college basketball, like maybe somebody like the great Timmy Seldon. You know, he's very in, he's very into the college basketball scene. Like, I'm probably not as confident, but I'll do anything against the lost gambler. I mean, the guy just doesn't know how to win. So, I'm, I'm... – Timmy Seldon, yes, a.k.a. Gentleman. Gentleman. I mean, we Gentleman. should probably have him on. You know, I think during the run, we should have him on. I think he'd add a lot of value. Smart guy, really intelligent, and uh, kind of like a polar opposite of my views on a lot of things. I think it would be quite the battle. Hey, I'd like to say one thing very, before we get Very true, off, very true. running towards the end of the show – I'd like to just breach the topic or talk about the topic of, you know, fan duel and barstool sports and all this stuff coming into, into uh, Virginia and stuff like that. And, and these big books trying to encroach on the little guy. I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. We want to keep our money local. JGI has done me well over years. I think if you use the code monopoly money by P that's monopoly money by P they will match some of those free bets that you've seen. So just understand that. Uh, moving forward, if you if you, and that that of course is a members only members only discount. Yes, yes, got yes. To be but it, and I'm not the, and I'm not saying the JGI it's a, it's a massive number, but I think if you can you can use that type stuff. I mean, we're here. I mean, I know that I know that JGI has taken very good care of me over the years, and I refuse to go to the. I, I'm. I just. I think that it's. Hey, yeah, and, and we, appre- that, we appreciate your support of years. If you're going to talk about local, buy local, shop local, bet local, that should be the motto. JGI, fuck FanDuel, fuck them. All right, that's, that's my plug. Hold the line. Take care of the little Hold guy. the line. Hold the line. <laughs> no, buy more naked stock. Hold the hey, line. We'll do it again hey, next Jeff, week. Hey, Professor, real quick, pleasure. next week. Uh, it's going to be a little spotty for me. I'll be on a guy's trip down to Myrtle. I'm going to have to phone in as a guest, not necessarily a host. I can give you five to 10 minutes, but this might be going on during my Calcutta and my gambling and betting. So I would love to, I'd love to, I'd love to phone it in, but I won't be there from the start. Hey, we'll figure it out. Conta. We'll figure it out. We'll see you guys Take next care. week live from Myrtle Peace. Beach. So long.